0: Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, January 23rd. This is episode 159. I'm Tony.
1: I'm Dennis. Tony, you, you've you got a different intro of stuff this time, right? Things haven't been like the same old, same old. Been pretty
0: much identical. Mm. The only things that have changed is who is out with COVID. Oh. So, I mean, just lots of work, uh... Falling asleep on the couch occasionally, playing Snow Runner occasionally, watching like Book of Boba Fett and finishing the expanse and all that. What do you think about Book of Boba Fett? It's not as good as Mando. I think it's way not as good as Mando. It it it's had of all the episodes that are out so far, it's like like the first episode I was like, eh? I don't yeah, really I know your care. I know your
1: reaction to the first your first uh, your reaction to the first episode was actually worse than mine was because uh, I actually thought the first episode was okay. See, then I enjoyed the second episode quite a lot. It was better, it and was, then I the next have been. two episodes since a bit, Eh, I write a an a uh, an uh, you know some of an opinion piece yesterday. I forget what side it was on, and th- I think that because I wasn't quite sure what isn't because like it's it's interesting graphically they're, they're throwing on the the, the, the member berries in, in decent spots mm-hmm. and stuff and they they finally, they articulated what and I wasn't putting my finger on it he's so nice I think for me is really what it's coming down to it's not the flashbacks it's not they did spend too much time on too much like I don't think we needed to know the nuance of like every piece of equipment he got from the sand people
0: well I think that could have been useful if they Didn't just murder them all immediately afterwards. Maybe, but (laughs) I I killed them, the
1: women and the children too. It's like that's a, no for me. It's this he wants to be a crime lord and he like kills no one, and he's going around and like hey let's help the other families for free. Hey, let's not do anything with the huts who tried to assassinate me. Hey, let's not kill any. I mean, I get the parts where he's merciful to build up his group, like Mm -hmm. with the, with the, with the modified cyborg people and stuff, but not this. Like, I, the way they, the, the author described it was there's a scene in the, the, the last episode that was on, I think, I think it's episode four for people that are, haven't seen it. There's a scene where there's these other families of the, of the town or the planet or whatever. And it's, Totally like trying to give off a Godfather vibe and the way the author wrote it is, but he comes across like he's Secretary General of the UN. And I'm like, that's what it is. Yeah. I thought he was supposed to be this like awesome bounty hunter. And instead he just feels like a, I'm going to do a charisma check on everything. Yeah. (laughs) He's he's, he's playing, he's playing Fallout with the silver tongue perk. It's
0: very much, it's, it's very much has, has a, uh, 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 Boba Fett's neighborhood feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just
1: i like the action scenes i like the there's all sorts of pieces to it that are, are really good but but they're making him i mean i the way that and this is what i would agree i would agree with this is that yeah he's been disneyfied it's he's not cool and the problem is he's the most famous bounty hunter of star wars and Mando is a more interesting character. And you notice they didn't do all this with Mando. We've only got like teeny little bits about mm-hmm. him as a kid. And I don't think they need to ever tell us anything
0: more about we don't need to know. Like, yeah. You like, don't need to know the whole like, backstory. How to get every piece of armor. Yeah. You don't need the whole backstory to everything. No. I've also not been a fan of this kind of flashback, flash forward, jump around thing.
1: I'm I've historically not that's not my favorite form of storytelling. Um, because in a way it's like, why didn't we just do a the The origin of Bubba Fett post Sarlacc, if that's what you want, because that's what most of the screen time is. It's not the it's not the current stuff, right? But I I get it as a narrative. I mean, it's not it's not my least favorite narrative device. It's just yeah. Anyway,
0: yeah. So have you been watching that in a new chair? I have. I upgraded my computer chair. My old computer chair. I bought a lot of Mm ten uh conference room chairs mm-hmm. that were being sold on public auction from a government uh for $10 so there was a dollar a chair and they're 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 they they've been decently comfortable and I've just been throwing them out as they get yep. as they break down what do you do with dollar chairs they you don't repair a dollar chair yeah. just, you I'm, retire it i've just i just toss them out i still <laughs> i still have like 4 of them left i think but i had some uh Bonus money and stuff left over from the, from, uh, Christmas and some Christmas money. So I combined everything together and I picked myself up a nice computer chair because I've not had an actual nice mm. high back computer chair in forever. So I picked up, uh, uh a secret labs Titan XL 22 or 2022 edition. That chair is enormous. Which, of course, it is. It's XL. It's made for a fat guy like me. It is the absolute best packed thing I've ever purchased anywhere and had sh- and, and, and ordered in. I have bought TVs that wish they were packed as well and protected as well as this was when mm. it came in. Uh, assembled real easy. Super comfortable. Uh, my 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 kids aren't huge fans because they say the seat is too hard and it's like it's designed for a fat guy you weigh like 80 pounds maybe you're not going to sink into the foam padding because it's not designed for you think of the
1: children
0: i don't this is my chair i guess they can get i
1: guess they can get one of the dollar chairs out of the garage Guess he will be like, okay, yeah. Dollar chair it is.
0: Yeah. They they can have their vintage chairs that they that that mom picks up at the uh antique stores and reupholsters for them and stuff. Mm. That's what they can have. Yeah. reupholster. I've got my fancy chair now. Fancy chair. Fancy chair.
1: Well, I haven't been doing a whole lot. Um I I did finish mutant which I think you got me for my birthday.
0: That's the one you got me? No. Who knows? The the one no. Yeah, I I don't blame you. Yeah, furry furry mutant, possibly. It was um, birthdays were your birthday was a long time ago. I'm having problems remembering like like things from like four days ago. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter who got it. The point is, it's
1: been defeated. I have I've completed the Biomutant, so I've started my Yakuza game, Yakuza like a dragon.
0: Okay, I thought so. You're done with furries, yes, and now you're on to Yakuza,
1: which it's a turn-based RPG game. Which I is did very
0: not, different than the other Yakuza's i guess. never I've played. I play, i
1: never played one before. Everyone's always like, oh, Yakuza's so good. Yakuza's so good. And now here I am, and I'm like, the guy's all like, I like to live my life kind of like I'm in Dragon Quest. I'm like, okay. Because he's doing turn-based combat, just like Dragon Quest. Huh. And there's a part where a guy goes, well, you know, it's like those games you play. We all have our different skills. And, you know, when we get together, we're a party. And there's a party menu. Because...
0: It's wow. an RPG. They're kind of like you, leaning on that pretty heavy. I'm, I'm, you probably should have started with like Yakuza Zero or something like that, like an actual know. Yakuza game. It is
1: funny, but oh my gosh, the cutscenes are so long. Like this game must come from Japan because <laughs> I'm having the controller turn off during these cutscenes.
0: <laughs> it's a JRPG. You've know, you played those style I have, games, like I have oh my, totally played those. To games.
1: me, it's a red flag if the
0: game ends up. <laughs> having the controller turn off because the cutscene went so long. I have I have definitely played games where I have died because the cutscene ends and you need to immediately do something, but I've been in a cutscene for 25 minutes. You see, the trick they have to do is the old Capcom method that they started like, with Resident Evil 4 where
1: it's like, oh, it's a cutscene, but we're going to throw some crappy quick-time <laughs> events at you to make sure you stay at that control. Hit X! Because I used to set them down and be like, what is Wesker doing? to Oh, <laughs> my neck!
0: Yeah. No! Shabbat! No, I have to watch the whole cutscene <laughs> again. <laughs>
1: again. No. No, I have to hear his smack talk. So anyway, so that's what I've been doing. So uh, let's go ahead and go into the pinball section. Okay. Uh, there's not a lot here, uh, which is probably just as well. But I think the th- obvious thing we need to start with is, of course, the the really sad news that Lyman Sheets Jr., famed rules designer, uh, programmer, uh, passed away, we found out, just a couple of days ago yeah and so i do have a link in the show notes that people want to read about lyman there was a pinball news article that covers his death and talks a bit about it's not a very long piece but it sort of covers what he was what he was involved with in the in the hobby did you have you
0: ever met him i not that i recall
1: i i've probably been at
0: an event with lyman but i've never spoken i never right. spoke with him before so it's so. one of those where i might have seen him in passing like 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 a lot of the other big names mm. where I've seen them in passing or I've seen them like at an event uh, where they were sitting down doing signatures or, or doing something, but I didn't get in line with it or anything like that. Yeah. And so, I mean, uh,
1: you know, there's sort of two, there are two paths, p- paths with Lyman. I would say uh, that one was, he was a very, very skilled competitive player. So a lot of people know him from, from that scene because I mean, he was, you know, an award-winning player, and then, of course, the the other side of it, and the one I'm more familiar with, is just the sheer amount of high-quality rules that he produced. So, I mean, I I only own one one game that he worked on, uh, Walking Dead, which was actually the last of the Stern Cornerstones. But he was such a such a famed programmer, uh, and I should say, uh, just famed in terms of of rules design that. It was like there was a common refrain that people would say in Lyman, we trust because right. if, you, if he was on the rules, you knew that they might not start where you want him to be. But once he's done with it, it will be an excellent piece of software. And we saw that with Walking Dead, which started with rules that weren't very well liked and ended as in some people's minds it's Stern's best game. Right. Uh, similar thing happened with Spider-Man. I remember, uh, Steve Bowden. I don't remember was on our podcast when he was on, but I've heard him say before that in his view, Lyman saved Spider-Man. Like it was not a great game. And then he came in, and saved it. Um, uh, Batman 66. Remember they had to rush that out. I, I think they rushed it out because Adam West was, was really sick with cancer. Right. Uh, but that ended up with a, I mean, we know our area competitive players love the rules of Batman 66 because it's so well designed. Uh, Your favorite game of all time, Attack for Mars. He did the software for that. So, you know, worked on that with Brian Eddy. Uh, he worked on Medieval Madness as well. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just – he's been involved with some of the most popular pinball machines to ever exist. Right. And even though we had learned last year that he had left Stern, we did subsequently find out that he was working on an enhanced software package with Josh Sharp over with Chicago Gaming Company on their Cactus Canyon uh Remake Remake, yeah Yeah. I was trying to think of calling it remake Or revisited I can't really I don't don't really remember
0: anymore I don't remember what they call it
1: So Anyway uh, Very very tragic Our condolences of course Go out to all of his friends And family So let's move to a happier Pinball topic, Tony And That would be Haggis Do you know how to let the air Out of them on? I do I I mentioned that On uh, When I was doing the pinball show Last week to Zach I think I mentioned that And that I thought that they should do a Rob Roy pin. And I don't think he knew what I was talking about.
0: I can guarantee you. He did not know what you were talking in about. In his
1: defense. Most of our listeners probably don't know either.
0: Well, yeah. Oh,
1: I, I do have to say, I did have, I did have one person write into me and say, they knew my, they knew the movie line where I said, um, life is pain. You just get n- used to it. I did have one person know that it was from the long kiss. Good night. Nice. It was my sister who apparently uh- listens to the show.
0: No, that that doesn't count. It doesn't. No, because I know she knows that
1: movie. Oh, she's the only one of any of y'all who have any class. Bunch of trash tier people watching Book of Bubba Fett. So anyway. Uh so Haggis. Okay, so they're not they haven't announced they're doing Rob Roy, but this is the next best thing. They did announce that Fathom Revisited is now in production.
0: Well, that's good for the forty seven people who care.
1: Yes. Or the 150 people who care. I don't actually know how many. Did they increase it even more? Well, it's tricky because they had no, they did not increase their uh, the enhanced edition, which is like the LE more than what they initially announced. However, they were also selling classic editions, and I don't Ah, think there's actually- That's what it was. I'm not even sure if there was a, you had to commit to the classic editions by a set date. You might have. I think so. I thought so, because I I think they want to move, you know, I don't think they want to be pulling like an American pinball where everything's on the line forever sort of thing. They originally had planned to start doing production in the summer. They'd announced a pushback to January, and it appears they did keep that commitment. And I, again- On the pinball show episode, which people can—I don't remember what episode number it was—but you can. It's the last one. If you want to check it out, the um, I I did mention that I thought it would be it would behoove Damien, the 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 owner of, of Haggis, to at least build or start building some of them in January and just keep that commitment to reassure folks. Right. And I don't know how many they're planning to build, but regardless, they are building them, and I think that was a smart move rather than trying to do another push. So. Very good news for people looking forward to that. Uh, I did read the announcement, and it didn't sound like it was necessarily going to be just like a, a few. I that they might actually be ready to get going and just keep it going, which I'm not sure they had any more Celts to build anyway. So anyway, very positive,
0: right? I don't know how well the
1: Celts sold overall. Hmm. So they didn't have very many uh, to to be done. I've heard very good things about it in terms of build quality from people who got them. There you can go again, American pinball. Pretty well renowned for their build quality as well, but making deadlines is just something I think is very important for anyone, but especially anyone who's new. And right. And as we sort of talked about, I think in our, our year in review, you know, you got to remember that companies like highway successfully built full throttle and then was the sophomore game where they stumbled. And so that's where I think people are, there's a lot more respect I feel for what damien's doing out of haggis than there was out of there are a lot of concerns coming out of highway pinball for a really long time before the aliens were even released but nonetheless when you're new
0: it's right you're everything, when you're new
1: you're sus this is yeah. how it
0: is everything especially with just how poorly uh pinheads have been treated by new people well, in other pinball news, Tony, there is a new uh,
1: third-party development kit for the P3 uh, out of Multimorphic called Flipper Foxtrot Rhythm Explosion. This is a Nick Baldridge game. It uses the Cannon Lagoon uh, playfield module, and then it's a, it's a software purchase of $149. And this time, you know, Nick often does fairly unique things when it comes to what he's been working on in P3. And so right. in this case, he went with a rhythm action game. So it's combination rhythm video game and combination pinball game, and so uh, I have not seen the footage of this. I know I think it was Gamma Goat on Twitch streamed. It. I did not see the I did not see the footage of it though.
0: I've not seen any footage. And
1: of it so uh, basically, my understanding is there are uh, roughly thirty songs uh, in the game. You're actually hitting buttons. To make your notes like you would in a lot of, for those, I don't know if the listeners have played rhythm games, but a lot of them are like click the notes on the controller. That's the vibe I'm getting from the the walkthrough that I see. Now, if you miss a note, then a ball comes into play and you're supposed to make a shot with that ball. Otherwise, I believe if the ball drains, you lose health. Missing notes, you lose health. And this is, there's a scoring, but... Basically, the song ends if you run out of all of your health. So, right. again, like getting booed off the stage is how I my analogy is. And it, there is a notation that on higher difficulties there are different um, note modifiers that come into play and all of that. So, uh, anyway, uh, I can't really say a lot other than it's out and
0: that's the price and that's the module you need. But it's something new that P3 owners Yeah, can. I mean, and, you know, that's one thing is that Nick by himself has been pretty much... Pulling a ton of extra P3 stuff out.
1: Yeah, he's got... I mean, recently. he's had... Right. We had uh, him... Uh, the Silver Falls game he worked on uh, with his daughter. That came out last year. And yeah. then he had Rangers, Ranger in the Ruins. And he does have another game, but it's licensed. So he hasn't been able to release it, publicly. He's got one based on Quest for Glory, which... Sadly, is the one that I'm most interested in because I actually played that video right. game from Sierra. Hey, you know we're going to talk about Microsoft later on in the uh, episode. Uh, they control Sierra now because that's an Activision property.
0: I get, yeah. You know, spoiler. spoiler, spoiler alert. Well, they will control it.
1: So moving on to another item, we had an email from uh, Jonathan Morell who wrote into us about our Hall of Fame of dis- uh, discussion that we had on our last episode. You know, mm-hmm. th- we were talking about the Pinball Industry Awards uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, which was open to the public voting and what we would pick. You did it live. You did it live. Did it live. Bill O'Reilly style on the air. And, um, and that, by the way, that's closed now, so you can't go and vote anymore. But what happened is Jonathan heard that and he wrote in, and I'm not going to read his whole email, but what, in a nutshell, the issue was he expressed concern about that 2000 to 2009 category, you know, where we talked about like, Terminator 3 or World Poker Tour. Right. Um, you know, my assumption will be uh I think everyone's assumption will be because Lord of the Rings won last year, that Simpsons Pinball Party is kind of the next biggest one that they had. Mm-hmm. And what Jonathan noted was that he was really concerned that after like this one and next, so basically after like three years worth of Hall of Fame, is there really any worthy games left? Should The pinball industry awards continue to allow the hall of fame to go on for 2000 and 2009, because in his mind he was guessing that Simpsons pinball party wins this go around Then next year would probably be Spider-Man. And then after that, he starts to think it might get to be a bit of a problem.
0: What do you think? I think he's got a valid point. Um, I think it might go a hair longer, but even that would be tough to see based upon what's actually in there. Um, because well, let's see what else what all do we have in this 2000 to 2009 I, mean, uh, I mean beyond
1: what he named uh, Spiderman and Simpsons uh, world poker tour would probably be the only other and it wasn't a successful game no. when it came out it was it's become popular in part I think because uh what Kiefer did a really deep rule set with it but I mean, you've got stuff like CSI 24, Sharky Shootout, Striker Extreme, yeah, Pirates. uh, You know, there's some of those, there's some games in there that I like, but uh, and in Jonathan's case, he named some stuff like, when you start looking at like 2010 to 2019, look at how much better the games got. Yeah. Even just with, you know, just with Stern, look at how much better they were. And so, what I can say is, yes, I, I agree with Jonathan, I agree with you, yes. In fact, the the committee that is managing the pinball industry awards, we have had a couple very short conversations. This has come up. This has come up about there's assuming the pinball industry awards continues to do a hall of fame. It does not make sense to say, let's say you did. Let's say we ran the awards for a decade. What, eventually you're almost running into the situation where you'd be you'd give everything in, yeah. everything would be in the hall of fame it's like and that's true for any decade but it's a big problem for the dark days of pinball which right. is that decade
0: that is the worst decade we have because it, it, they do not it does not deserve right. to have well because that, many it, games that in entire
1: that entire span 2000-2009 is only one manufacturer that meets our criteria
0: right. and
1: and it's He's right. I mean, it was up until 2008, Stern was really struck. It's, it's just not a good decade. So, so I do not know what the ultimate, uh, what the ultimate solution will be. It seems like, and of course, the committee that works on this can change every single year, but the current thinking, all I can say is, and again, we haven't had a lot of conversations because this is, this is not this year's problem. And that's what the committee focuses on is this year's problem and mostly some very basic stuff about what's going to happen next year. But, Broadly speaking, yes, no one disagrees that we're going to have to cut off the 2000 to 2009 at some stage before addressing that with any other decade. We're just not sure yet
0: when. I would say probably 24 at the outside.
1: Hmm. Yeah. The,
0: that gives you two more years.
1: Yeah. It, I, I would think probably we wouldn't go further, but... Uh,
0: i'm one voice so. right
1: but but yeah no everyone no people don't want to get get to the you point gotta where man
0: you got to get in there you got to be that voice you got to drive yeah. it you got to you got to well, succeed you yeah, got to show people even if truth, i stay on the committee funnel which your power bend them to your will
1: some people are have that strength of will with it uh but of course after all the work that i've done this year on it i'm just like can someone else be on the committee next year instead of me? So I don't have to. Mess <laughs> I just, with it. I,
0: I mentally vision, envision you like that slap video where the guy's slapping the kids and then starts slapping all the people, the thing. 24 is the end. Ksh, ksh, ksh.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm sure that will be what happens. But anyway, uh, so thanks, Jonathan, for writing in. And those are our thoughts about that. Uh, finally, uh, got to end pinball with Rumor Corner.
0: Rumor Corner. So.
1: So many rumors out there, you know. It's so hard to choose which one. Because, you know, I do drip feed these. I don't just dump all the rumors. That'd be rumor info dump. We're not doing that.
0: <laughs> rumor info dump.
1: We're not doing a two-hour episode of me telling you every rumor.
0: Heck no. We're doing a two-hour episode talking about Microsoft.
1: That's right. That's right. Spoilers. Surprise. <laughs> so, so this rumor corner, uh, you know, i have kind of back with Haggis. People are probably like, why was Dennis bringing up American Pinball so much? Besides... It being, a, I thought, a decent analogy for what I was trying to get across, I actually have had AP on the mind because of Rumor Corner. So everyone knows that Dennis Nordman, after Deep Root, went over to American Pinball. It was really hyped up by them last year. We know that he's going to be working on several games, including licensed games. Yet again, name dropping the, the last pinball show I was on. We actually talked a little bit, very briefly. Because at that time, I was thinking that Nordman's uh and AP's next game would be one of his and that I thought it would be Sherlock Holmes they they renewed that and that's not I don't that's not an interesting rumor because they renewed the trademark or right. license or whatever patent or whatever they had because you know that's a for for like their font choice or whatever because that's one of those you can be original because you don't have to it's not a, it's not really original though it's not you know. It's not an original theme, but you don't have to pay a licensed public domain. Right. So, and actually, even though I don't consider this original by like, any legal definition, what I'm now hearing is the original, kind of like Black Knight sort of rage to a lot of people was original, even though it's tied to a license. It's, just, it's a pinball license. not. But right. people think that way. So anyway, I'm rambling through it. But the rumor is that I heard the next game is the sequel to Whitewater. So I could see why people think that's original. No, technically you're going to have to get, if you're going to call it Whitewater and maybe they're not. Right. Remember with, uh, with, uh, Deep Root, there was, uh, when they did the whole like, uh, slide deck dump of all their licenses, the Whitewater sequel was like called Yeti something. Right. Right. So that might be what they're doing to actually keep it original. I haven't heard a name. I've, I've tempted to call it Whitewater or like the abbreviation on, on Pinside for Whitewater is like WH2O or I've seen people abbreviate it like that. So I want to say it's WH2O2, but I'm not sure we're going to do white hydrogen peroxide <laughs> because now that would be a very interesting set of rules. Like you're I'm just imagining you're on a raft of hydrogen peroxide and you're like, don't get it on you. Everything, your teeth will be too white. It's horrible stuff. So anyway, but that's the rumor is they're going to do the whitewater sequel that a lot of people apparently want for some reason. So that's what I'm
0: hearing. Okay, so, I mean, it's it's sure. Why not? It, it's one of those things that it's. And if the rumor's true, you won't have to wait long because supposedly it's the next
1: game, like the one we're waiting to hear. Hopefully, by TPF? Question mark.
0: I don't have a date. I have no idea. But here's the thing: I'm at the point <clears throat> that if the company's name isn't Stern we'll see a pinball machine when we see a pinball machine. It could be next week. It could be 15 years from now. Hmm. It could be never.
1: Yeah. uh, That, I mean, it's sort of a, it's a given at this stage. Stern's the only one with any sort of consistency on their
0: release schedule. Um, I mean, even when other companies say, give you a date, less than half the time does that date actually happen.
1: Well, and that's where, again, American Pinball, right up there with Jersey Jack, they... They have spokespeople, in, in JJ Peace case, it's Jack Winery, and in A peace case, it's David Fix, that have been going out there repeatedly with very aggressive production proposals. Where they're to bo- both of those companies, through them, have been talking multiple games a year, and I'm honestly, I'm getting really sick of it. Yeah. So anyway, with this, American Pinball has been talking doing a couple games a year, two or three. I think I think they
0: claimed three give me one game a year for a couple years. I'll be happy. I think a lot,
1: I think a lot of people would be, but, but anyway, so are you not rumored retained I am. No, not really. No, well, they, can't, <laughs> look, they can't all be winners. So speaking, now I'm just disappointed. Speaking of winners this is a good transition into the video game, uh, segment. Uh, we did have, uh, Couple emails. These are separate emails, but they're both from Chris Chandler. So, yep. one of them was just based off of our last episode. He just wrote in. Actually, wrote two emails about this <laughs> to say uh, to talk about Yoku's Island Express. So he wants us to know, Tony, that it is fun and it is ch- it is chill. And he m- described it more as a Metroidvania with pinball mechanics versus a platformer. Which okay. Metroidvanias have mild platforms. right? But okay, that makes it sound. I- a little better. A little better to you?
0: Okay. My the, the eldest daughter expressed interest. Mm-hmm. She has not started playing the game yet, but she has expressed interest. And then Chris also wrote in
1: about a certain acquisition that I think you're going to spend a mile, couple
0: minutes. It's the video game. It's the entire video game section at this point. Well, it,
1: it's hard to argue that anything is better. Honestly, I can't remember the last time we saw video game news this
0: big. I can't. I don't either. think since we started the podcast. No. Well, and the thing is, is this is literally the largest video game purchase in history. na 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 And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Microsoft has initiated the purchase of Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. Mm. So, so I guess they saved
1: some thanks to all those harassment
0: claims driving that stock down. That would be my assumption. <laughs> uh we hit now, now Microsoft has purchased a lot of game companies over the last several oh, years. Oh yeah, I think they <clears> uh, I
1: think it within like the last 18 months they've they it seems like they bought around a dozen.
0: Oh yeah, no, they've got they cuz they're up to 23 total. Uh, but but most of those have been very small. Right. And we now we joked at one time several years ago when they were doing some of their first purchasing, about them picking up somebody like Activision Blizzard or EA or Konami, yeah, I know, like I know, I
1: know. Uh, my my old for those that have heard the heard the older EGP episodes, I used to get on the soapbox a lot. Was my big one was that they should buy Capcom, right?
0: Yeah, well, they 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 didn't buy Capcom. They went a little bigger than Capcom. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Because when you look at the overall sales in in video games. Uh, Activision, Blizzard, and Microsoft are both in like the top five. Mm-hmm. So combining them together is going to push them up real high. I mean, um, yeah, no, they're... Yeah, it, de- it, it depends. It on depends on, on it. what you're counting. It depends on what like, you're counting. It's like
1: Tencent is in there.
0: Yeah, because yeah, Tencent is normally considered number one when you're talking about just overall size. Mm-hmm. But like for 20 to 21... Uh, sales, um, Sony was considered number one with Tencent, number two, Nintendo, number three, and Microsoft, number four. But those numbers aren't, I don't like those numbers because those numbers included like, uh, certain other companies and mm-hmm. like number seven and number eight, eight type range, like companies like Epic, but Tencent owns 40% of Epic. Right, right. So it gets a little nebulous. So it's exact, starting to get a like, little because Epic is technically its own entity, right? But Tencent owns just enough that they're or so they're just not quite a controlling interest, mm-hmm. but they own they own enough that they have that they they have their own board members that are specifically come from Tencent to set as directors, right? At right. Epic, so it gets a little nebulous. The general consideration is that the. uh Tencent is no, is the biggest. And then Sony, uh, uh, Microsoft, uh, Nintendo and Activision Blizzard are all in the top five. And like I said, the combination of these two is going to push them way up there. So, uh, we'll see what ends up happening, especially with everything going on at Activision Blizzard right now. Cause just the fact of this isn't going to stop the lawsuits. Those are going to go through no matter right, what. Right. Yeah. Um, Activision Blizzard does employ 10,000 people, um, and moving that many people and the sheer number of popular games directly into Microsoft's control is going to be, uh, interesting. Um, and a lot of the stuff that has been coming up has been talking about the exclusivity. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of statements from various groups right now, real quick. Um. Because this, this deal has to be approved by regulators. Yes. And that's not going to happen until second quarter of 23, most likely, mm. uh, is everything I'm looking at. Uh, according to Microsoft's statement, uh, Bobby Kotick will continue to serve as CEO of Activision Blizzard and he and his team will maintain their focus on driving efforts to further strengthen the company's culture and accelerate business growth. Once the deal closes, Activision Blizzard business will report to Phil Spencer, uh, which a lot of people think is pushing that Bobby will probably go away. Uh, after everything closes, which makes sense. I would, I would Uh, assume. I would assume so. Um, I've all said as a company, Microsoft is committed to our journey for inclusion in every aspect of gaming among both employees and players. We deeply value individual studio cultures. We also believe that creative success and. Autonomy go hand in hand with treating every person with dignity and respect. We hold all teams and all leaders to this commitment. We're looking forward to extending our culture of proactive inclusion to the great teams of Activision Blizzard. Uh, So that's a direct slap at the law because of the lawsuits at the current leadership at Activision Blizzard, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah,
1: yeah. And we haven't heard anything, uh, at least recently, coming out of my, I mean, yeah you know, the the closest thing was the stuff with Bill Gates, who was forced out of Microsoft apparently years ago in right. part because of some harassment stuff, right, which is different than what Activision seems to do, which is uh, let support them be the let them maybe be c e o yeah I mean, <laughs> but
0: anyway, support the harasser. don't let yeah, yeah, them out yeah, support in an investor call uh Sadia nadella Microsoft boss uh said that. Activision had to continue to improve the lived experiences of employees and the progress required leaders who not only talk the talk but walk the walk. Again, that seems like a straight shot at Bobby. Yep. Um another follow-up is uh upon close, we will offer as many Activision Blizzard games as we can with an Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass, both new titles and games from Activision Blizzard's incredible catalog. We also announced today that Game Pass now has more than 25 million subscribers. As always, we look forward to continuing to add more value and more great games to Game Pass. The fantastic franchises across Activision Blizzard will also accelerate our plans for cloud gaming, allowing more people in more places around the world to participate in the Xbox community using phones, tablets, laptops, and other devices you already own. Activision Blizzard games are enjoyed on a wide variety of platforms, and we we plan to continue to support those communities moving forward. Game Pass mm-hmm. and Activision Blizzard and World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing I've been seeing is ah. having World of Warcraft access through Game Pass.
1: Yeah, I've um, I've been seeing more along the lines of just the putting Call of Duty as a day one Game Pass game. Yes. Uh, for so many people. There are a lot of people, it's very easy, I think, for those of us who are older, who have more disposable income to forget, there are some people that only get a couple new games a year. Right. And there's a whole, like, there's people that go, and it's like, Madden out of EA is something they always buy, and they always buy Call of Duty every year. Right. You don't have to spend $70 for Call of Duty day one. You can get it as part of your regular Game Pass subscription, and so many other games. I mean, it's like, it's just... I do not use Game Pass yet.
0: I have. I'm, I'm actually. I, I let it. I let it lapse. But but, I but have.
1: everyone. I've never seen anyone disagree that it is the best subscription deal in gaming. Easily,
0: it is. I, I used it for quite a while. Uh, played a whole bunch of games on it. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed it. And then I let it lapse because I wasn't using it as much as I thought it was worthwhile. I started playing some other older games and stuff. But it is an excellent, uh, excellent deal. I uh, got a note from uh, the press or from analyst firm Wedbush uh, about the purchase. The game library affords Microsoft the opportunity to offer Activision Blizzard games exclusively on its Xbox Series XS console. But that opportunity may be foiled by antitrust regulators. We expect the FTC and the U.S. Justice Department to scrutinize the transaction and, and to determine the potential impact on Sony's PlayStation console sales should Activision Blizzard games be offered exclusively on the Xbox platform. Because Call of Duty has been the best-selling game over the last 18 years on PlayStation platform, we think that it's likely the regulators will restrict the terms of the combination and require Microsoft to continue to offer Activision, Blizzard, and perhaps other games to uh, Sony under substantially the same terms that has been offered in the past. That's not a surprise to me. Uh, and the exclusivity thing, there are a fairly large number of games out there uh, that are coming out of Microsoft own studios that are still getting like year, one year console exclusives to PlayStation, even though they're coming out of a Microsoft owned studio.
1: Yeah. All they, pa- all past agreements were honored. Right. So. They, they've
0: honored all the past. Agreements. You know, I don't, I don't
1: think anyone's worried that they're going to break any terms of any. Uh, now this is my, and I am not, I am not an expert on regulation. Uh, personally, I, I think Wedbush is wrong. I don't, I think that this. I think this deal is going to go through, and I don't think there will be restrictions. You don't think so? Now Microsoft might choose to do that, but no, I. I don't. Okay, so it's the most. It was the best-selling franchise on, but it's like so. So what? If there were no other games, I mean, what does this mean? Um, to me, it's like, well, when do we? We don't go
0: in and say Mario sells too much for just Nintendo. Right. No, I think the big thing is because Call of Duty has traditionally had such a tight tie with PlayStation to the point that even when they're with it, that they, they are directly marketed as PlayStation games a lot of times, even when they have Mm -hmm. been multi-item compatible, they're still primarily marketed, uh, on PlayStation because of that's how their contracts with Sony are set up. Uh, I think it might be more like what they've done with Bethesda where certain games for will remain as, um, Cross platform, uh, but they might take newer titles and lock them down. I think I would be amazed. I think, and th- I could be completely wrong, I would think that they'd probably more likely than not leave Call of Duty multi platform. Just because there's so many sales on that on on PlayStation, mm. that's just that's just that's so much pure profit to them. It would hurt them more to go exclusive than to leave that one multi while taking other titles and locking them down. Like recently with Bethesda, after the Bethesda purchase, they've, there's several Bethesda titles that are coming out uh, that they have now confirmed are going to be Xbox and PC exclusives. Uh, Starfield. Um, from the sounds of it, they're going to do the same thing with Elder Scrolls Six when it mm-hmm. comes out. Is it is going to be Xbox and P- PC exclusive? Yeah,
1: and I actually I expect them
0: to do it for all the Bethesda stuff. I do too. Uh, uh, to the bare minimum, do a one year exclusive console release, but probably I mean, with everything.
1: I think at some point it's a it's an interesting balance uh, because you you are you're very correct. In fact, that's often the The uh, factor that people ask about exclusivity with third party because you're cutting your potential sales down when you do. I mean, Mm -hmm. like last gen, it made more sense to go ahead and say, I'll go ahead and do a a PS4 exclusive because they just had so much market share versus Xbox that maybe you didn't lose all that many sales. But um, and I definitely I definitely could see Microsoft saying, you know, Call of Duty because it's so popular already. And it's been on so many platforms already. I definitely could see them saying, you know, as a cash cow, we'd rather go ahead and keep that multi-plat. I just don't think the regulators are going to make them. Right. There are so many, because it's it's a bunch of, it's about competition, right? Well, it's not just Call of Duty. Are there other shooters that are still available? Correct. Yes. You know, this doesn't affect Battlefield. This doesn't, af- you know, there are, it's. Now, Microsoft has done this before. Minecraft. They yes. kept multi-plat. Which was very smart. And it, it did very well for them. So I easily could see them not bring Call of Duty in-house, but I just I just don't think the regulators are gonna make them. Now,
0: what I think is what they're what they're actually gonna probably end up doing and is the hints that I've seen some other people thinking and putting out as well, is that they are going to take because Activision Blizzard, knowing that Call of Duty has been their cash cow, has been slowly pulling other of their divisions and turning them into producing purely call of duty content. Yeah. They
1: have like four now.
0: And that's why they're continuous. That's why they're able to put out one a brand new call of duty game every single year. I think we'll see that drop. I think they'll break some of those groups back off to doing the type of games they did originally uh, and moving them all back away from call of duty. And you might see call of duty drop to an every couple year release hmm. instead of having three studios that, all they do is work on mainline AAA Call of Duty games so you can drop one every single year. Uh, and then having a fourth studio that works on just mobile Call of Duty stuff. And then two other little groups that work on, uh, um, glitter and outfits and th- that all they do is make pretty stuff to sell as extra. Add ons first up. I think we might see some of those companies break back off, uh, cause they have, cause they've got what they've got Treyarch and several others that that's all they do.
1: Yeah, uh, maybe I, the thing is that if this is like going to be a, a, a big, uh, tent pole for Game Pass, people expect an annual Call of Duty. And so now that doesn't necessarily mean they couldn't achieve that with fewer studios, but, right. but I, you know, Normally my concern when you're doing something every single year is I look at like the, the, the rhythm game or the rock band style game genre or the Assassin's Creed's where it got oversaturated and the sales fell. But Call of Duty for whatever reason it seems immune to
0: that. Right. And, and if that's and, the case, why give it up? And they seem pretty immune even to having bad games because a lot of their yeah, games I, that have come out haven't been that great. I haven't. They, I haven't they don't even review a, well, but they go, time. but they're very. yeah. They're
1: And maybe that's just everyone wants the multiplayer.
0: Like it's it just that's
1: what all my friends play and that's what I'm going to play. Um, yeah, I don't know. The other thing on the on the regulations, like why, why I've been so skeptical about what Wedbush is saying is that we know for sure mm-hmm. that it's going to be PC also. You don't have to buy an Xbox console. So, right. The, and Microsoft doesn't sell those PCs. So, Microsoft's it, always able to say, it's not exclusive to our console infrastructure. We don't have a walled garden like Sony does. Right. And and, 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 and
0: because they've been pushing that for the last, what, yeah, four years? Yeah.
1: It's, uh, Phil Spencer has made it incredibly clear that unless for some reason there was a game that could only work on a console for some reason, like, everything comes out on PC yeah. also. Everything. That's, they want you to get the service. They want. They don't care if you buy. You know, really, really. The Xbox is just uh, to coddle people like me who want to play on their TV. It's not. That's not. It's not like Sony where they need to drive console sales. Microsoft doesn't care if you buy their console or not, as long as you're in their. Inf- if you're in right. their ecosystem, and you will be in their ecosystem. And now. I'm
0: in their ecosystem because I play. I play Microsoft games. So, on so that's the th- That's PC. their big ace
1: in the hole. Is they they never lock you into their hardware. As long as everything continues to come out on PC, and I'm sure they'll promise the regulators that. Yeah, all, all, this will always be available on PC. All of our stuff is. Yeah. I just don't see uh, It's diversified then because you're not stuck having to buy Microsoft equipment. Right. I mean, uh, yes, you have to buy a Microsoft game, but that's true. with like, the, the, You'd have to buy the game no matter what unless you pirated it. You'd have to so, buy a Microsoft so, game so even so if, you, even that's if where, it was available on That's where I think. I don't think regulators are going to look and like have this like pity party mercy thing for Sony. Um, which is not exactly like Sony doesn't have a
0: whole, you know, slew of exclusive well third-party studios beholden to them. And based upon uh, the twenty to twenty-one game sales numbers, this combination is still not higher than Sony. Mm-hmm. It's 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 still like two million under Sony. So yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, That's a little nothing. Buy it's a little
1: nothing. It's now just, when Microsoft buys, yay. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Is
0: I mean, I, I mean, here I've actually I've got the list. Here's of all of the current owned game studios for Microsoft, three four three in industries, which is who they had take over Halo when Bungie yeah. left. Yep. Uh, of course, Activision Blizzard is pending Alpha Dog Games, which does mobile and tablet mm-hmm. games. Um, Arcane, which did is Dishonored, Prey, and Deathloop Loop, uh, that came out of the Bethesda purchase. Uh, Bethesda Game Studios, obviously the Fallout games, Elder Scrolls, Starfield coming up, uh, Compulsion Games, they did We Happy Few. Yeah, a smaller one. Yeah, they're one of the smaller ones. Uh, Double Fine, they did Psychonauts.
1: It's a, Double Fine is more of a cult favorite
0: yeah. company because they're kind of smaller games too. Right. But their games are, specifically the yeah, Psychonauts yeah. games are enormously huge and popular. Uh, id Software, Doom and Quake, and yep. that's, that's- and
1: the the revamped Fran, the, they have both the you know, it was what I would have considered a has been. It's more like they were a legend than yes. uh, than. A, but but both Doom and Quake in the modern era have been very popular games, right?
0: Because I mean, I remember in, especially Doom. Yeah, I remember in ninety seven we attended QuakeCon.
1: Yeah. The second one ever. Yeah, I think.
0: second QuakeCon. That was when they were huge and everything. Then they kind of dropped away, but they've come, especially the new Dooms have been huge. And yeah, no, massively that, they're, revitalized they're really them. good.
1: Uh, it's just that, that style of shooter, the way they, the new formula that they kind of clicked with where it's an always keep moving shooter. Mm-hmm. And they're not a lot like that. No, there's not. So Doom is really, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, that was a, that's a big one for them.
0: Yep. Uh, in exile entertainment they made the wasteland games which are basically kind of fallouty uh, games yeah. and the bard's tale games
1: yeah i haven't played that
0: uh machine games uh they did all the wolfenstein remakes right. they're part of the bethesda pickup yep, that's another decent one yeah the the new wolfenstein games are huge obviously mojang studios that's minecraft uh ninja theory devil may cry and Yeah, uh, this the, is one where
1: a lot of Japanese game fans kind of excited that may, may, maybe Microsoft will finally have something interesting from the East, right? That's kind of been an area that I know frustrates a lot of people who are fans of of Japanese games,
0: right? Uh, that's all. They also do the the new those Hellblade, Hellblade games yeah. that have gotten so popular lately. Uh, Obsidian Entertainment, obviously, The Outer Worlds, uh, Dungeon Siege Three, uh, uh, Kotor Two. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. They're, they're, they've, Pillars got, of a, yeah. they've got quite a pedigree. And I think they, I think they were probably surprised at how well Outer Worlds did because that might be a new fran. I mean, we know there's a second yeah, there's one coming. Yeah, there's a second out, one coming. But I, uh, that that, I think that's, that's a new franchise for them.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm an Obsidian fan. I've got mm-hmm. both Pillars of Eternity, I've got uh, Tyranny, I've got, and I'm they got, made the good huge. Fallout. And they made the good Fallout, Fallout New Vegas. Yep. Uh, they got screwed on that deal, mm-hmm. but <laughs> great game though. <laughs> it was a great game. It's still my favorite Fallout uh, of the modern Fallouts. Um, Playground games—they're the Forza Horizon yep. studio. You know, there's
1: the rumor. There's a rumor going around that they're actually uh, Playground is the ones working on the new Fable RPG. Really? Yeah, that they picked up a new team
0: Interesting. under that, which is surprising because they're known for a car games, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe the new fable has horse racing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> horse card. <laughs> I'd be surprised. Uh, rare, obviously. Uh, their big thing right now is Sea of Thieves, but I mean, they have like half of Nintendo's exclusives in the N64 day. They, they were They did golden eye. They did. Yeah. It'd be did. interesting. You yeah. know, rare is kind of, in my view, a wasted
1: company. I, I would like to see them get, try and exploit some of that. A lot of people, again, it's one of those, they're more a legend now. They for rare, unfortunately got stuck doing all the connect games when Microsoft right. tried to push the connect technology. And so I think a lot of hardcore gamers kind of forgot about them. And then Sea of Thieves was uh interesting idea, but I don't
0: I don't know how it well it seems it seems to be is doing it, pretty is well. Is it doing actually. well? Okay. Yeah, it it seems to be doing pretty well. I've actually played it a little bit uh when I had Game Pass. It was I can see it's something that would definitely would have been a lot more fun if i had like a Friends. bunch of people to play yeah. with me as well. Yeah. But,
1: that's why I never looked at I thought I don't know anyone who would want to do this with me, so I didn't bother.
0: Uh, let's see, where was I? Oh, Roundhouse Studio. They did the Rune series and I don't know them, Prey no. for the original Prey from 2006. Okay. Uh, I've played that. Uh, the coalition. Oh, uh, who's the Gears of War people now? Yeah. yeah, uh, the, yeah. They, they've Gears four, or five. Yeah. Tactics. Very, very popular. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft state. Uh, Tango Gameworks. They did Evil Within. They've got Ghostwire Tokyo coming out, which looks really cool. I loved the Evil Within games. I was hoping they'll do more in
1: that vein if not actually calling it that.
0: Right. Uh the initiative they're working on
1: a perfect dark reboot. Yep. A lot of people are excited about that. Interesting though, you know that uh Rare isn't. Yes. <laughs> that, that is
0: interesting. Uh <clears throat> Turn 10 Studios, which are the Forza Motorsport yeah, side that's the Horizon side. Right, they're the realistic racer. This is right. Gran
1: Turismo of of Microsoft.
0: Yeah, uh, Undead Labs, uh, they're the State of Decay people, uh, they've done the first two State of Decays, the State of Decay 3's under production. Mm-hmm. If you've not played the State of Decay games, they are very fun zombie games, uh, I think they get the right mix of the open world and like, I like thought about it. I think I accidentally
1: asked for and got a different zombie game that wasn't that that I didn't like. So I'm yeah. A, now the player.
0: state of the state of Decay games, I feel like hit the the target right on for that kind of thing. Um, World's Edge is a studio that actually they don't produce anything. Their entire reason for existing is to manage the Age of Empires assets. Ah. Okay. So they manage the Age of Empires and they manage the people who are hired to develop Age of Empires. Because there's a new Age of Empires under development currently. Right. So I assume that'll be PC only, but we'll see. That's that's my guess. Um, Xbox Game Studios, uh, you know, Microsoft Flight Simulator. They also do have like the Ori games and a whole bunch of other little stuff. And of course Zenimax, which is entire purpose is Elder Scrolls Online. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they have a solid and bringing Activision Blizzard in is just cause the, my assumption is they'll bring Activision Blizzard in and then they will break them into Activision and Blizzard again and probably and King cause it's Activision Blizzard King. Mm-hmm. So my assumption is they're probably going to break them back into their, their, their own separate parts. Uh, once they get underneath the umbrella of Microsoft, because they did that with Bethesda. They broke Bethesda. Yeah. Individual. Yeah.
1: There, well, there's now that it's not its own company, there's not necessarily a right. purpose to being Activision, Blizzard King. There's right. Not, it doesn't serve any function. Right.
0: So that will give them. And, and, and we never talk about the King portion of Activision, no. Blizzard King, but it's candy crush. Right. 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 So, I mean, I mean it's not like it's minor. Right. Right.
1: It, but that's basically, I'm just, again, to me, that's, there are certain pieces on this that are just clearly like, Cash cow stuff. They'll keep that going and it's yeah. it's not a question about exclusivity or pushing game pass or that will just be what it's It just is. prints money. Yeah, it prints it just, money just, for them. Just,
0: right. It's just every every month. Deposit, deposit, yep. deposit. That's all that money It'll all help all that pay is.
1: it'll help pay off the price of the deal yeah. eventually. Eventually alone it probably could. It might take a few decades, but right. it could.
0: But it's gonna be there. Yeah. Um uh, we'll finish a few things up on the whole Activision, Blizzard, uh, Microsoft talk real quick here. Uh, Phil Spencer in an interview, uh, did mention that they are looking at resurrecting some of the old Activision Blizzard franchises. Mm. So like the Spyros, Crash Bandicoot, Guitar Hero, uh, Tony Hawk games, stuff like that. Um,
1: I know a lot. Of, a lot of people want to see that stuff come back. Yeah, so. they,
0: I mean, you hear you hear about it all the time when people talk about the nostalgia games where stuff is coming back. Uh, Tony Hawk, especially, is always like one oh, yeah. of the number one things you hear. Uh, Crash. A lot of people like Crash Bandicoot. Uh, my wife wants Spyro back so bad it's not even funny. Uh, and
1: you know, Guitar Hero. I, I I always did Rock Band. I never really did Guitar Hero. But but that being said. I mean, we went. It's been a whole gaming console generation where we basically didn't do the the plastic instrument games. They it might be able to bring them back. Maybe now. I don't know. I, I think I'd wait till we're definitely after the pandemic. <laughs> right. I, well,
0: I wonder it. about. I wonder about licensing issues in this day and age. It might mm. be too much because so many games are Twitch streamed, and that game is just. Oh yeah, Well. You're yeah. you're going to lose a whole segment of, of what would honestly be a good... I mean, games like Rock Band and that, that would be a great streaming game. But with licensing, I would think... Yeah, but I be... don't...
1: How many people buy games only because they want to stream them? Is that a big enough chunk of the overall... I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people... I mean, I've gone and streamed before, but I, I'm a loser. It's like no right. one cares but, about I mean, my audience level.
0: Right, but but a lot of times a game's popularity... Can be direct. You can directly uh, I, draw a line to I, how popular Sure, sure. It, That's it is a, that is string. a good point.
1: That is, I didn't think about that.
0: Because a lot of people, the first time they see a game is when they watch somebody stream it, and it can go from "Oh, I've heard about it" or whatever to "Oh my god, I got to play this game." I've purchased games because I watch people stream it. I'm like, this game's awesome. That's why I have Satisfactory, even though it was in it's in early access. But but, uh,
1: but Guitar Hero is a known thing like most people have touched it before so they don't it's not the same as like trying to excite people about among us or something where you've never heard of it before
0: right so i don't know maybe i think the question there might also be is how well is rock band doing because i know a rock band came out in The last year or two, yeah. I don't know how well did that, and I don't know. Go, and they might and not want to do that
1: one anyway, just because there are the peripherals, and you'd have to arrange for the Microsoft isn't really big in building a lot of it. You know, it was under prior leadership where they were doing like the Windows phone and stuff, and it seems like they've really moved. Other than I mean, the Xbox consoles are a rare exception to them regarding they seem to have forgone building a lot of hardware, like, yeah, really focused on software away.
0: and cloud. So, uh Uh, Bobby Kotick did host a video conference, uh, what they call a fireside chat. It was supposed to be a 30 minute. No. Well, there was a, there was a dumpster fire. (laughs) It it was supposed to be a 30 minute. There was supposed to be some Q some like questions put in beforehand was for some Q and a, uh, he apparently showed up seven minutes late to it. It lasted 16 minutes and he left without answering a single question. Hmm. Um, fireside lecture, fireside lecture. Uh, yeah, he didn't really address any concerns about the takeover lawsuits. Uh, the reports are he made a lot of jokes and, uh, talked about being committed to remaining in his role and, uh, just it was nothing big. It was a complete waste of time. Uh, he did anger a lot of his people. He did an interview, uh, recently where he talked about the declining stock prices and he specifically blamed Blizzard for it. Because of Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4's delays. Ah. Which has, with no mention of everything else that's going on. Also, that made a lot of anger because uh, there's a lot of reports coming out that, he is directly responsible, especially for Overwatch 2's delays. I
1: saw the headlines for that. I did not read the articles. I heard, it, re, it sounded like they, someone has accused him of meddling in the, in the development process.
0: I read the, I read some of the articles about hmm. it. Apparently he specifically stepped in during Overwatch 2 development, and he would basically have the the entirety or the majority of the Overwatch 2 team pulled off of working on Overwatch 2 to work on a something like a special project for Overwatch. And then three weeks later, he'd come back and tell them, never mind, it's canceled, go back to Overwatch 2. And he apparently did that multiple times. Okay. So they lost months of development time working on special projects that have never been released and were all canned. Mm. That he specifically pulled their their team off of their job to do something else. And now he's blaming them. According to the articles and according right, to right, the right. reports. Right. That he's that he's blaming them for all the problems. Um also, uh, my last little bit, uh, Mike Yabara, the sole leader of Blizzard. Um, Dennis can see I made a lot of smart Alecky comments. I'm not actually gonna yeah, repeat them Yeah, There are all. a lot. Uh but uh he put out a uh his first public uh, discussion of the year. He acknowledged that 21 was a rough year and that priority for Blizzard was going to be rebuilding trust in the brand uh, and working on making a safe, inclusive work environment. Um. I'm sorry. i have seen these
1: <laughs> notes. You're making my <laughs> I didn't put in cooties in here anywhere. I know. Okay. I, I
0: was, I was very smart alecky when I wrote this up. Um, He's, he's also mentioned that they've added several management positions d- designed completely around working on culture and HR issues, uh, and that they uh, and that they're aware that they need to deliver content on a more regular basis and innovate both in and beyond their existing games. Uh, that's that's going to be rough because they've only got two games under in production right now, and both of them have been delayed till twenty three. Yep. So I don't know what they're going to do. Short of pulling some people and uh trying to shore up some strict Overwatch content to try and keep what fan base is left.
1: That's about it. Uh, uh maybe, you know, they could do some stuff in game on World Warcraft.
0: Right, but World of Warcraft is hemorrhaged so bad. I, I don't know how much they can do to save I it at know. this point. I don't know. Uh it'll be I mean
1: maybe if people you could argue if people leave, they could possibly come back. But,
0: yeah i mean and that's always the possibility there's just, I'm but sure anything
1: a- so su- i mean but anything really substantive that would bring back the losses would have to be a game release worth of, of content though so that's not going to happen in a year it would right. only maybe they could tweak some stuff If there's some uh, again i haven't played world of warcraft in so long i don't know what like yeah. minor thing might work maybe that I, is nothing
0: i don't know if there yeah i don't know it's been it's been even longer for me since i played warcraft or world of warcraft we'll see i think Basically, they're just gonna have to hold on until Overwatch 2 drops and Diablo 4 drop. Uh, I think they might be better off putting doing things to uh increase the how rapidly they can get those games out without mm. causing massive crunches. Yeah. Um yeah. But also in the final bit of thing is uh, Lego announced that they are suspending their Overwatch 2 Lego sets yeah, yes. that were supposed to start dropping next month, and that they are currently reviewing their partnership with Blizzard due to Blizzard's internal practices. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, well, well, the see. Microsoft
1: deal will probably be done before Overwatch 2 is ready. So given that, yeah. I bet you they'll they'll end up releasing it eventually. But because of the new management. Uh, and I do And maybe naive of me, but I I do think Microsoft will clean this up, clean this shop up.
0: Oh, I think so, Uh, too. Because I think I'm one of the people that falls under the heading that I think a big part of the problem is management. mm -hmm. And I think once this is done, Microsoft is going to come in with a hatchet and they're going to dump the management. They're going to tear it apart. Yeah, I
1: I mean, normally it seems, and this is, I believe, you know, lessons learned from Microsoft's past, like with what happened with Bungie and such, but... Generally, if things are going well, they they like to try and preserve the corporate cultures mm-hmm. of the studios to allow them to be creative and not, you know, not be heavy handed on it. But when you've got a PR problem like th- that ties to this, you got to go in and get rid of the, you know, and again, some of these a lot of these high level people like Bobby, they're going to get these huge stock paydays. Yeah. I, I think I, they're think-, gonna, I think they're going to walk away. I don't even think they all
0: need to be hatcheted. They're going to be like, yeah, I know I, I'm done. Bobby actually Bobby is he should get something around 300 million Mm -hmm. yeah so is is what is the numbers that are so they'll take their
1: stop stock options which will be you know once the deal goes through that will be you know liquidated out of the loss of the company and they'll uh go off into the sunset I guess yeah Uh, I guess for them I guess the big question I would ask you know after you getting through all of this do you think that this is a do you think Microsoft buying Activision is good for gaming or bad or neutral or do you have a thought? Cause that's the, obviously that's a big discussion that everyone's having. Cause I
0: think that for, I think for the workers, it's good for the stockholders. It's definitely good. I think for the general gamers, I think it'll be all right. I, I don't, I don't see any, I don't think it's going to be a big problem. They've shown their work to me for how they handle these type of things before. And it's done good. And there's still good games Mm -hmm. coming out. Uh, Yeah, This
1: isn't the Microsoft of the Internet Explorer scandal era. I know some people like to still treat it like that. but And of course, it is a corporation. It's going to do what's in its corporation's best interest. It just seems to me that Microsoft has realized, especially since Phil Spencer took over gaming. Actually, that's what I directly attribute it to uh, that. He's like, if you do these things that are good to gamers, it's good for our business. Right. So let's do it. Our interests align. Just trust me. And clearly uh, Microsoft as a company has given Phil more and more trust as he's, I guess, walked that sort of walk.
0: Right. And I, it's worked for them
1: yeah, and I and again, as someone who uh you know last uh now three generations on the console side have only gone with Microsoft um uh, I've wanted to see them do well I mean I went through where three sixty where they were very competitive with Sony, mm-hmm. then the Xbox one where they were not, and it was uh those were some dark times. I'd say most people would probably win on this uh the only real people that would lose are people that only go in on the Sony console. Obviously, they're right. going to have to evaluate whether that is a strategy because, you know, this doesn't hurt PC gamers. It doesn't hurt Xbox gamers. It doesn't really hurt Nintendo gamers cuz they ever since the Wii have moved away with keeping up on the on the hard. you know. They don't have the systemic power to run all these third-party
0: things. Yeah, no. Nintendo is their own special yeah, Nintendo their own thing. thing.
1: They're their own Nintendo thing. So, Sony, no. As someone who is, you know, I guess on the console war divide of as much as it happened, you know, it's like, of course, you want what you've bought to do well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people who have bought PS5s are are pretty concerned. I joked in in a not in our Discord, but in someone else's Discord that, we'll look on the bright side, Sony fans. I imagine here soon, it's not going to be hard to find a PS5 available. Enjoy your hide in the tall grass games. <laughs> um, well, because I mean, obviously. Whether or not Call of Duty remains multi-platform, let's set that aside. So much of this will not. So much of the rest of it will not be multi-platform. That it's obviously it's finally, I I think personally, I thought Microsoft had finally more than achieved proper parity with Sony, with the other, especially once. I mean, like they had me once they got Bethesda because I'm Bethesda's you know, servant. I'm yes. Like, Let me, yes, Bethesda, I worship on your <laughs> altar, except Fallout 76, what were you, were you thinking? Um But, I, you know, with this, it's, such, it's finally, what I thought back in the dark days, what I was always arguing is like, Microsoft, you are so much richer than any other gaming company because of everything else that you do. Why don't you just buy your way out of this problem? Like, and you're did. the Yankees. So, you know, hire the Mickey Mantles. Don't <laughs> quit, quit playing by the same rules. You have money. So <laughs> buy your victory and don't be ashamed of it. Just buy it. We just want games. We just want good right. games to play. Don't care how you. So early on, they were picking up all these studios, but so many of them were small. And of course, there were all these lag times on getting any. I mean, not just getting an exclusive, just getting anything out of them. And now finally, they're going to have so, I mean, they were, they were at it before this. And I don't know, you know, I've seen discussion online about, it's interesting because some people have long defended Sony's, I mean, Sony has had some really, and still do have some really, really exciting exclusives they like do. Spider-Man, the Event Horizons, all of that stuff. It's interesting to see them. And I get it because of course, when, if you don't own an Xbox and you don't game on a PC, yeah, it sucks for them, but they defended it when Sony did it for a decade plus. Right. And that's all all Microsoft's doing is just taking your favorite stuff and making it their own. It's just the way. This is the way.
0: And here's the thing is I actually like Microsoft better for it because I'm a PC gamer.
1: Yeah, that's, a- and, and that's, they, the, that's and- the moral high ground that they, again, works to their advantage for their Game Pass stuff and all of that. But that's the moral high ground they get to cite is we don't wall you into our console yeah. garden. And Sony does. Because
0: I eventually bought a PS4 when mm-hmm. I got could get one on sale very cheap to play Spider-Man and, and Event Horizon and stuff like that. And uh, uh not Event Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn. And, and, oh, and yeah. games like that, yeah. Horizon's around. Uh, but honestly, I I played those games and I enjoyed them, and I've not touched my PlayStation since.
1: Right, and that's always been my issue. Like I've been like Horizon looked really good to me, but yeah. it's like I couldn't rationalize paying a few hundred dollars. And it's for, on PC
0: now for a game experience yeah, finally. And
1: so, and from what I hear, it's a very good port. Good, but um, so yeah, I mean, overall, it mean, it's more of a I think it's more of a neutral. It's very good for Microsoft and people into the Microsoft infrastructure um there was never any threat like it's 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 neutral for pc gamers because they'll Mm -hmm. still have access to this stuff there was never like there is no threat there was no threat of sony acquiring activision now i've seen some people saying that sony needs to respond to this i don't see how i don't i don't know i think uh someone uh on youtube had a video where they were like arguing well maybe sony could acquire square or capcom like
0: I don't think Sony could afford Square. I I think
1: his argument was that they thought that might be on the upper limit of what they could do. But, I mean, clearly, we've seen at least a few exclusives, timed or otherwise, between Square and Sony and Capcom and Sony. And, you know, I remember just before this announcement about the Microsoft acquisition came out, there was a thing about how Phil Spencer had weighed in unconcerned would be the way i would describe it regarding the announcement that sony was expected to soon be announcing their version of game pass right it ain't gonna be as good it can't be and maybe that was their plan was let's work with capcom let's work with square it's just not enough it's not enough they don't have strong enough franchises
0: and remember uh we spoke about it a few episodes ago that Sony, not Sony, I'm sorry, Square came out at an investors meeting and flat out said, because there had been rumors of somebody offering or attempting to purchase Square. And they came out and said those rumors weren't true. Mm. And everyone thought it was Microsoft. Right. But maybe it was Sony. I mean, I just, I, Square, maybe, maybe Sony's in a better place than I thought. I did. Well, yes and no. I mean, no.
1: Their gaming division is doing very well. The thing that I read though recently, I think it was last week, was that Sony as a company, about 30% of their money's coming from the gaming division. Right. Microsoft doesn't like that. It's a, I don't want to say it's a pittance. Phil's really built it up, but it's like Microsoft doesn't need their gaming division. There was a time before Phil Spencer came in where a lot of people thought Microsoft would just spin off Xbox and be rid of it rather right. than having it because the guy before, I already forgot his name, the guy before Phil was, you know, they took the Xbox One and they were promoting it as a multimedia device mm-hmm. to watch TV and that was the push and I remember seeing the stuff I'm like I'm a gamer and you're making me not want this. Right. Um, you know, there were controversies about the DRM and all of that, but but the thing is where where it's now working to their, and of course the internet's a lot further along now than it, than, you know, speeds are better, there's less throttling, less caps for people, you know, higher caps or, or right. caps being eliminated. And so the circumstances have changed. So now Microsoft has been pushing this cloud-based service and it works for people more. And Sony can't just go back and go, hey, look, you can go to the store and buy a physical copy of this. Like, I don't even like physical copies anymore because I have to remember to put the disc in.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's understand. I mean, and as a PC gamer, I haven't done physical copies in. Yeah. I mean, literally, I think one of the last times I bought a physical copy of a game. As a PC player, I took it home. I inst- and I put the disc in my computer. Closed the CD-ROM. It auto ran, and it asked me to log into Steam. to <laughs> do <laughs> yes, yeah. It's but just- I, it, yeah, no. It's the thing, and then I think, uh, and I mean, there is a cloud gaming out there now. Google Stadia is trying to do it now. Right, right. But they don't have the. They don't have the games that when when, when Xbox drops a full-out cloud-based, because they've talked about cloud-based gaming. They yeah. even talked about it yep. in their stuff that they, in their talks about the purchase of Activision Blizzard. Uh, some of them, they talked about it. But when, when, when they pull the trigger on something like that because of the gaming that they have access to compared to the Stadia, it will overwhelm. The problem is... I think there are still too many people who are locked behind it's, the throttling. It's, and yeah, the-
1: it's, I mean, and there's a, I mean, we're we're in a very lucky area for for high fiber internet mm-hmm. and it's, yeah, at some, I mean, I've already seen some people are like, yeah, at some stage they wouldn't be, they'll expect that the Xbox will become an HDMI stick that you plug into. Which wouldn't surprise me. And eventually. it can integrate with your controller. Yeah, eventually, but. For the time being, it's like no. the the changes have been that it's so easy to download a game now, but you want to run it locally for a lot right. of reasons, and that's that's a bigger hurdle to get over. But the but the but because it's uh, it's not a big deal where you're like for most people aren't waiting two days to install something anymore. Right. Having Game Pass or you know some it's just like with Steam, just going online, laying it download, and then it's on your hard drive or your solid state, and you're good to go. That
0: it's people like that. Right.
1: Cause then they don't have to manage it anymore.
0: Well, And it's also nice. Like if I'm going, if we're going on vacation, I can take my Xbox yeah. or my PlayStation or my Nintendo switch dock, And when we get to the hotel, I can plug it into TV mm-hmm. and I don't have to try and set up stuff through the wall. I've got games yeah. downloaded and I can play them.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, say I've got a laptop that can handle games. Exact same thing. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I think uh it'll be interesting going forward. Uh my last question before we leave and abandon people after talking about video games forever and ever and ever and ever. Um who do you think the next target for Microsoft should be? Well, I don't My assumption is it's probably nothing's going to happen until this is completed. Yeah, so we're looking at uh, we're mean, looking at probably 24 or 25. Yeah.
1: I don't think they are targeting anyone else right now. Uh I mean, from a logically speaking i'm like well, they shouldn't have to pick up anymore like surely this is enough
0: i think they pick up sony
1: <laughs> i was talking to someone about was it you i was talking to someone about and they thought that the, the japanese rules prohibited yeah, they it, wouldn't
0: be able to uh uh and even in, in, yeah and even if if it was allowed in japan it wouldn't be allowed i don't think you i would think it'd be more would likely it.
1: that sony and nintendo would try and and merge In some, I mean, I can see see, that it's all weird because Sony is more than just video games. Nintendo isn't, but Sony, I can't imagine them ever spinning off PlayStation because they need it for like Sony Pictures and stuff is not doing great. They need the gaming division to float the rest of the the company, right? So, um, no, I mean, I guess if Microsoft, so yeah, because if I was, if they were to pick up someone, and I don't know if it becomes more complicated outside of other Japanese options, you know, back in the 360 era. Maybe they've forsaken this now, but Xbox has never really been able to get a foothold. And that's why I always argued for Capcom is it's a relatively low valuation company compared right. to something like Microsoft and it's got games that I think you have people that are just like they just have to buy it. Yeah. They'd have to buy. It. They want Street Fighter or whatever. So you know, I think a game, a company like targeting some other genres, like right? Phil has talked up a lot about one. So what's missing from the Microsoft portfolio? They don't, they're not strong. These are all lesser genres, of course, um, versus like yeah. shooters, but they have killer instinct under the rare branding, but they don't really have any other fighting games. So picking up a big fighting game studio would be to their advantage. Most of them are Japanese, um, shoot 'em ups. Most of them are Japanese picking up a ma- I mean, honestly cave they could buy with the lint. Pocket change, <laughs> whatever they got, you know, Let me see what I got. It's a super teeny company, but it's ve- but it's beloved and, and worshipped. I, uh, I was talking to someone that, that they wished Microsoft would pick up Konami and I think Konami would be a good one and fix them because is they aren't they focusing mostly still on like arcade games lately? Pretty much,
0: of, uh, they they've, they've shifted to the like um, arcade games and pachinko. and pachinko So they're making and slot machines, yeah. So they're making like devices. So yeah.
1: getting them to actually
0: bring back those franchises that would that would be a good move because yeah yeah konami cuz they've put out i i saw an article a year or two ago it was talking about all these like konami is using their 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 franchises in like slot machines right. and stuff like that
1: the only thing is with that is you know i don't i wonder if microsoft looks at konami and they're like ah, we don't want to deal with all the hardware st- side of their business right. anymore and obviously i would say konami probably wouldn't want to spin off i mean it could if, as long as they could still use the licenses and their other stuff right they could do like a konami video gaming versus konami uh you know slots gambling game right i don't know
0: but I, I i think i think you're right i think Capcom i think um i think if they want to get the 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 their 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 fingers into the japanese market and and the asian market bandai namco hmm that's one, yeah, I'd thought about that. Lots of fighting games, lots of shoot 'em ups, lots of JRPGs, lots of beloved franchises, mm-hmm. lots of licenses that are super popular. Uh but uh, I think it'd be it'd be a huge purchase. Yeah. But I think if that was their target goal was to get more influence in the Asian market, I think that or square would be the obvious ones. Yes. Yeah. I think Bandai Namco gives them would give them a uh, wider breadth mm. of entry.
1: Folks can write in to us to let us know what they think Microsoft should buy next. Uh, yes. You can always contact us at EclecticGamersPodcast at gmail.com, or you can send us a message over at Facebook.com slash
0: EclecticGamersPodcast. We're available on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram as Eclectic underscore gamers, some of which Instagram occasionally actually gets something mm-hmm. the other Sometimes. stuff. Sometimes. But. <laughs> yeah, but it is what it is. So anyway, we'll be back in two weeks, and maybe we'll be telling you about what
1: new thing Microsoft bought.
0: I don't know. It's possible.
1: But until then, I'm Dennis. I'm Tony. Goodbye, everybody. See ya.